Amen. And I am very happy to be standing here representing Pastor Conrad. <laughs> I'd like to thank the pastor and the leadership of the church for giving me the opportunity to stand before you today. And I believe that the word of the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor started uh, a message last week. I said started because I believe that I will continue from where he stopped. He talked about mastering our mind. Huh? And as in this time of the year, it's such an appropriate message because we've been to Congress, we have expectations, we will make resolutions, we will have expectations. But, you know, if we look at this year, how this year has turned out. For me, personally, all my plans didn't come to pass. I don't know about you. But I have expectation for next year. You know, but they also say that um, for those whose plans come to pass, it's not by chance. I know the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, but time and chance come to them all. But there are things we have to do, I believe. There are responsibilities that we have to uh, uphold. Pastor said we should think about what we think about. We should consciously think about what we think about. Because our external environment is one environment. But our internal environment is perhaps more important than our external environment. And he alluded to an example. He said, the pastor of Freedom Hall said that if he was taken to the desert, he will recreate the same Freedom Hall. We were here, huh? So, what will make them, I mean, no desert is harsh place. It is not an oasis. It's not city. Right? But he, will, he said the man has the picture inside of him. And it is that picture that he wants to deliver. And for those of us that have been to Dubai, and those of us that have seen it on TV, I'm sure everybody by now knows where Dubai is. Dubai is an oasis in the desert. We agree? It's an oasis in the desert. It's desert, harsh. We've seen pictures of it. But we've seen pictures of what the mind of man can do. How much more the mind of man led by God? Yeah? So, I would... So, I would say maybe the title of my message, I would say Mastering Your Mind too. You can subtitle it, Living Inside Out. You know, one thing we do in Nigeria very well, you know, it's like we share a lot of news on social media. There's been some accident somewhere. And Buhari has just announced that he's going to do this. You know, and you see, by doing... What we are doing subconsciously, now I may speak as a professional because I'm an advertising practitioner. Now, what we are doing consciously is that we are agreeing with what you, what you share is what you believe. If you can share something with somebody, you believe it. Abi? Now, it may be a lie, but you believe the lie. 
But you didn't know it was a lie when you believed it. You thought it was true. So what we share is what agrees with our values. So when, you, when I receive something from you, right, I paint a picture in my mind that this is the kind of person this person is. Is that not what we do? Class. Uh, sorry, I said class. I know Sunday school, they were blood. <laughs> so, uh, people of God, are we together? Don't worry, I'm preaching to myself too. Because I have not attained this thing. But I, I came across a scripture that, and shall we go to John chapter 5? John chapter 5. I came across a, pic, a, a scripture that began to frame my thoughts. John chapter 5. I'll read from my Bible. I believe by now we're all there. Okay. Pastor thought about this. Um, John chapter 5 is the story of the pool of Bethesda. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So there was a feast. He went to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. Pastor said, the house of mercy, the house of blessing. So, it's a place of blessing, like the church. The church is a place of mercy, is a Mount Zion. Isn't it? So, in this pool lay a great multitude, plenty people, of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. So all these people, they had mobility issues. They are all waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then, first after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So they had an expectation. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years, the man had been in that condition, not necessarily by the pool because what brought them to the pool is the condition, Abby. So he won't be in the pool if he didn't have the condition. So it's not necessarily that he had been in the pool 38 years, but he had had that infirmity for 38 years and that led him to be in the pool. When Jesus saw him lie, the man was lying down, and knew that he had now a long time been in that state. In that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? Jesus asked him a question. He saw the man lying there. Everybody was, everybody had similar, but they all had mobility issues. They couldn't really move. Blind people had mobility issues. A blind man, it would take time for them to move around. Halt, that one, they, you know, is either they had leprosy and the leprosy had eaten their legs and so on. Weeded, uh, and so on. And Jesus said, Will thou be made whole? Let me ask a question. You know, I'm an interactive person. If I say to you, Will you be made prosperous? Yes, sir. Will thou be made strong? 
People are adding the sir. Sir is part of the question. <laughs> okay. So the answer was yes, right? Now, let's see how the man answered. Number seven. The impotent man answered him, sir. So sir is part of it, huh? Sir. <laughs> sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while I am coming, another stepped down before me. And in verse 8, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. What was the question? Will thou be made whole? What should have been the answer? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, how did the man answer? He was telling stories of his past experiences, unfortunate past experiences. He was saying, I have no man. I have no help. When the water is troubled, that will put me in. And even when I am coming, Jesus, somebody will jump in there before. So, he was complaining. He was telling stories of his past experiences. So those were the things that were playing in his mind. And so he didn't even recognize Jesus as his deliverer. Because if he did, I mean, so people recognize him. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, they recognize Jesus as their deliverer. I won't let this man go. A woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, who had spent all he had, and even after spending, been through so many experiments and tests and all that, she was even worse than the beginning, still had faith to come to Jesus, even though she was not supposed to even be outside. She dared the environment and came out. But this man whom Jesus came, that one Jesus was passing by, those people. This one Jesus came to see him, and yet he's telling stories. Is that not like us? Will you be made? I have a great vision for you. I have a great plan for you. I have this for you. I have that for you. Lord, story, story, story. Even Moses, you know, when he said, go to Pharaoh. Ah, there was one story or the other. I can't talk, you know. So, God came to this man. He says, will that be made? But it's about what was playing on in his mind. Is what had occupied his mind. And that was why he didn't get his healing. But Jesus, if Jesus had responded to him, according to his statement, he would still remain there. But Jesus said, this man, just get out of here. Rise up, take up your bed, and walk. He responded to him by mercy. Not based on faith. This man had no faith. Nothing at all. Non-zilch faith. But Jesus responded to him in mercy. May the Lord respond to us in mercy. And why is it important that we, um, we think about what we think about? You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7 that 
What is he saying? Eh? He says, as a man thinks in his heart, I can't see your thoughts. But we can see the manifestation of your thoughts. Yeah? So, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. People dress in a certain way, look a certain way, do certain things because of how they think. Some people do, so, I mean, some of the, the discussion, uh, uh, so, uh, we're all at various levels, right? Having expectations. The fact somebody doesn't have money in their pocket, does it make them poor? You said so. The fact somebody has money in their pocket, does it make them rich? Because you may win lottery. You know, as you are winning, there are some clever people too. They are planning for your money. Then they would ask you to come and invest. Hmm? They are asking you for this. So they are planning to take your money from you. If you don't have knowledge, they will take your money from you. And you may not have money in your pocket, but you have great plans in your mind. That when you lay it down, after all, Facebook was formed in the university dormitory. When you lay it down, people say, ah, we put money down. They've not seen Kobo, but we put money. Yeah? So, the fact you don't have money in your pocket or your physical state is not a manifestation of your condition until you agree with it. Like that man had agreed with it. And why is this important? The children of Israel struggled leaving Egypt. God had promised them a land. It was called Canaan. The land flowing with milk and honey. The best of the best was in that land. But because they were coming from, they hadn't always been slaves. They had enjoyed Egypt even better than the Egyptians because they were in Goshen. But there came a pharaoh that did not know Joseph and didn't appreciate Joseph or anything Joseph did. And the pharaoh was troubled that these people that are increasing in numbers, if there's a war, they will join with our enemies. Oh, let's deal with these people. And so he started to deal with them harshly. And so he made them slaves. And so, and there you know, became their experience in slavery. That when God brought them out, I'll show him mighty miracles, 10 individual miracles, and so many great things even afterwards. They still had a problem entering the promised land. We know the story. Why? Because of how they were thinking. Shall we go to the book of Numbers? You can park your car in Numbers 10 and put your parking meter in Numbers 11. Alright? Right. In Numbers 10, verse 29. In Numbers 10, 29, Moses was talking to his brother-in-law. He says, we are joining unto the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. 
come with us and we will do you good. For the Lord had spoken good concerning Israel. God was the one that was giving them the land. If somebody says, I'm giving this to you, whose responsibility is it to perform? Mine or the person? The person that said they will give to me. Yeah? It is their it's a promise. So it's their responsibility to perform. Now, when we look at uh, Numbers 11, verse 12, this is Moses speaking to God. The weight of the burden was getting on him because every day the people didn't agree with him. They were giving him issues. In 12, he says, Have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them? Nami born them? That you say to me, Carry them in thy bosom. This was the instruction to Moses. As a nursing father beareth the suckling unto the land which thou, into the land that God has sworn to their fathers. So it was, God told Moses, carry these people like you carry a baby. Right? Let their responsibility be on you. I will deliver the land. But the people had an issue. In Numbers 13, they went to spy the land. Ten came with good report. Two came with bad report. The report became so serious that even when they were arguing in verse 14, in Numbers 14, Numbers 14 verse 7 says, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, verse 8, then he will bring us into this land and give it as a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense, talking about the giant, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Read verse 10. Verse 10, but the congregation, they stoned them with stones. God had promised people a land. They had gone to spy it. There is a good land. They came back with the fruit of it. Right? Ten said, yes, it's a good land, but we are not able to take it. Two said, we are able to take it. Those two, the, the people, the congregation, not here, the congregation, including the ten, wanted to stone them. This is the promise. Why? Because of what was playing in their minds. It is possible to miss the Lord's blessing. You've been to convention. You've been to congress. You can go to power and whatever, whatever, whatever. If you have negative thoughts in your mind, bros, nothing will happen. No. The miracle will come and pass by. The blessing will come and pass by. I saw this last week. I said, wow. No, not last week. Uh, last month. In John chapter 5. So my external environment, Buari did Buari, I don't have a control over what Buari does. I don't have a control over, I have citizenship right to express my view, but the economy, God says, when there's a casting down, we should say there's a lifting up. So I don't have a control over what Buari does. I have no control. I can pray for God to uh, bless the land, heal the land, and change the, the king's word, I can do that. But while that is happening, I don't have a control. I, I can pray. 
right? But how it affects me, I cannot agree that because Buhari says the economy of Nigeria is this way, he closed border, then my border is closed. My border is open. My gates are continually open, day and night. That's what the scripture says. So, my, my, my borders are not closed. My own borders are open. Praise the Lord. Because it is important that we, uh, like Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, he says, whatever things are good, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are wonderful, uh, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those are the only things you're supposed to think about. So I announce to you, please, don't send me any WhatsApp message on any next year though if you say i will block you <laughs> praise the lord the israelites had a big issue in receiving their inheritance from god because they could not forget the unfortunate experiences of egypt they could not see blessings talk less of enjoying it because of the unli- because of the limit because of being limited uh, by slavery mentality they weren't always slaves as we had said and uh, <clears throat> Now let's look at <laughs> let's look at uh, uh, Deuteronomy. No, not Deuteronomy. Let's look at Numbers. Numbers thirty-two. How many people were going to the promise? All the twelve tribes of Jacob, are they? were to inherit the land. Okay, and so in Numbers thirty-two, it says, "Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad." had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, that behold, the place was a place of cattle. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake to Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, uh, let us jump to verse 5. Wherefore said there, if we have found grace in their sight, let this land, that is this land that we are saying, be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. They were on their way to where? The promised land. They were on their way to Canaan. Right? But they saw what looked like a Canaan by the roadside. And said, this one looks like we have cattle. This place has plenty of, like Lot, has plenty of grass, has plenty of uh, foliage, and let us stay here. Don't let take us into the promised land. Can you imagine? And Moses, Moses said to them, and Moses said unto the children of God and to the children of Reuben, shall your brethren go to war? Because want to go and conquer the land now. And shall you sit here? And wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord had given them? Reuben is the firstborn of Israel. Reuben, if Reuben goes to Reuben's birthright, is double portion. But Reuben is ready to sacrifice his birthright for a little portion because of uncertainty and unbelief. In verse 8, he said, Thus did your fathers when I said 
them from Kadesh Benea to see the land 40 years ago. For when they went up into the valley of Eshkol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land which the land had given them. And the Lord's anger was kindled the same time, and he swore. Surely none of the men that came out of Egypt from 20 years old and upwards shall see the land. That was the punishment of God, except uh, Caleb, the son of uh, Jephne. Now, he's in 14, he says, And behold, ye are risen up in your father's stead, like your fathers, an increase of sinful men, to augment ye the anger, yet the anger of the Lord. For if you turn away from after him, he will yet again leave thee in the wilderness. You know what? They were just ready to forsake the promise of God for them. Because of the music playing in their heads. God is not able to deliver us from those giants. We don't think so. God is unable to deliver what he has promised. Even God came to them. You stay at this mountain long enough. Move. They finally started to move. Reuben and God said, ah, this one is good now. Why should we be? Moses, don't worry, don't worry. Let us stay here. Moses even said to them, okay, you will go to war with us. They agreed. We will go to the war. If it's because you are afraid, we will go and fight the giant. But this land, we will come back and take it. Hmm? He, in 19, he says, in 18 rather, oh no, let's go to 17. And we ourselves will go ready and before the children of Israel until we have brought them into the place. So we'll go, we'll go with them. And our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because of the inhabitants. We will not return unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance in Canaan. This is Reuben speaking. We will not go back home until they have inherited uh, their inheritance. All the other tribes, all the other ten tribes have inherited their inheritance. So we are not chickening out of the war. But see how Satan can deceive people. In 19 he says, for we will not inherit them with, with them on yonder side Jordan or forward because our inheritance is falling to us on this side Jordan eastward. Who promised them? The one God promised them, they forsook that one. The one no one promised them, they said they will have it. So Moses said, okay, no problem. Moses inquired of the Lord, and the Lord allowed them to have it. Shall we open our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy chapter 11. And we read verse 10. It's quite a bit of a read. I think it's about five chapters or so. Not five chapters, five verses. In verse 10, it says, For the land whither thou goest in to possess is, is not as the land of Egypt, from whence ye came out, where thou sowest thy seed, and thy wood rested with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and it drinks water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God cares for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass. If you can hearken, we can, we, we can skip that. Let's go to verse 14. That I will give you the rain of your land in its due season, 
the first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy, uh, and thy wine and thy corn and thy oil. And in 15 he says, I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle that thou mayest eat and be full. They were concerned about grass for their cattle. Meanwhile, God had made provision for them in Canaan. But because of what they saw, right, and not having agreeing with God, agreeing that the economy was not good, and so they suddenly small. Oh, this one, this one looks like it's better or that. We don't know where we are going. Though. Even this Moses, we don't know. You know, let's just take this one, and and they forsook their inheritance. Till this day, that is their land. God promised people something. They were on their way to it. Moses even tried to block them by saying, you want to escape war? They said, no, we will go and fight the war. We will go and face the giant, but this is the land we want. When Reuben could have taken a double portion of that land, of the Canaan. So what we think in our minds, you can say like, no man, I don't have any man. Meanwhile, blessings and opportunity are passing by. And favor is passing by. Goodness is passing by. Good blessings are passing by. And we can't see it because of the music. I'm talking also from personal experience. And you can be locked in that situation for years. May the Lord deliver his people in Jesus' name. May he give us new thoughts in the name of Jesus. Let us see what the Lord can do. Let's open to numbers. I know my time is gone. Numbers. Okay, let's open to the book. Okay, let me let me just paraphrase. In Numbers eleven, the children of Israel wept to the Lord that they wanted meat. Abi, we want meat. We want meat. And they were crying to Moses, and their cry displeased Moses. It displeased God. God now said, "Okay, I will give you meat." You will eat meat till it comes out of your nose. You see that in um, verse uh, verse 20 of Numbers 11. You will eat meat. You, you, not one day, not two days, for 30 days. Now, Moses himself was afraid. Moses said in verse 21, The people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen. And thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. In verse 22, Moses said, Shall the flocks and the heads be slain for them to satisfy? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together to satisfy them? You have promised them meat. Where is the meat going to come from? And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see whether my word shall come to pass or not. The Lord maybe say, is saying that to someone, not me. The Lord is saying that to someone. There are things we want in our lives and we don't know how it will happen. It's not your business how it will happen. I tell myself that every day, every day. It's not my business how it will happen. It's not my business how it will happen. I'll give a very short testimony. Very, I'll keep it very, very short. 
They told me in England that my Nigerian experience was not relevant. When God was going to open a door for me, he led me to a place where the Nigerian experience that was not relevant was the thing they needed the most. So, we, are, we will always be in one state or the other. We, you will never have enough. Well, no, no. You will never maybe, no, no, let me not say that. In the state in which you are, you may have something. God is able to empower whatever you have, right, to fulfill what he, because it is him doing it, it's not you. And so, and let's see what the Lord does. In verse 31, and there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side, as it were a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp, and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. Let's pack up. There went forth a wind from the Lord. The Bible didn't say that quails were flying and then God directed them to the camp. He said a wind went from the Lord and brought the quails. So, my, the wind from Lord can bring my helpers of destiny. The wind of the Lord can bring my favor. The wind of the Lord can bring my blessings. Wherever they, the quails are flying their business, the wind from God went and brought them. So, I don't need to tussle with you. You don't need to tussle with me. How God blesses you, that's your business and him. Praise the Lord, I'll rejoice with you. Because it's not a wind from the elements. It's a wind from him. So a wind from him can go for me. A wind from him can go for you. A wind from him can go for anybody. In the name of Jesus. All of us here can be blessed. You know, we have this mindset of competition. Competition is worldly. It's not godly. And how? If God blesses all of us here. Right? If God, is that's his plan now. Huh? To bless his children. Does he, will he, will he uh, what, what, what are we going to be competing for? When a wind from him is the one bringing the blessing. When they say birds of the air are flying together, they know they touch body. But, you know, so a wind from God is the one bringing my blessing. It doesn't have anything to do with you. In the name of Jesus. And so a wind from God brought the quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp. So he brought them to the camp. And as it were, a day's journey. Now, time, a day's journey. What is a day's journey? Time is calculated in distance and time. Now, it takes, uh, they calculate time, like how long would it take for dark to come? That would be one day, yeah? So, in, a donkey will travel three miles within one hour. So, in eight hour time, eight hour uh, in eight hours of time, a donkey would have covered 24 miles, right? If it takes three miles to cover one, one, uh, that, so that would be a day's journey. So when God says he let the quail fall on one side as it were a day's journey, it was 24 miles. He led a quail to fall on the other side, it was 24 miles, right? So 24 miles this way, 24 miles the other way. How long is Lagos by the expressway? 127 miles. Let's just say 100 miles. So, Lagos Ibado Expressway is, 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 say, 100 miles, okay? So, 
24 miles is about 38 kilometers. Let's just say 40 kilometers. So 40 kilometers of food. 40 kilometers of food round about the camp. Okay? God brought by his wind. Now, the Bible says that it was two cubits high. Two cubits high is about 90 centimeters. So 90 centimeters are 10 centimeters short of a meter. A meter is 100 100 centimeters. So 90 centimeters is about that. So it was so much food. But you know this? Let's read verse 32 and 33. And the people stood up all that day and all that night and all the next day and they gathered the quails. He that gathered least gathered ten homers and they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp. And while the flesh was between their teeth, Ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. God said, I'll give you food for 30 days. He supplied the food. But they ate it one day. As they were eating it, they were dying. But he supplied the food. You want food? You want to show, you want to, let me show you that I can provide food in the wilderness. And he brought the food. If that was punishment, what can blessing be? If that was punishment, for God to make 24 uh, miles of uh, food on one side, 24 miles of food the other side, and round about the camp to satisfy all of them more than enough, if that was punishment to punish them, what can blessing of the Lord be? While we ponder on that, I ponder too. And that's why it is important that we think of what we think about. I'm gradually, I'm, I'm renewing my mind. You know, it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2, and I'll close there. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, that you, that you submit your, uh, that, uh, that you present your bodies, which is also submit, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That is your condition. Number two, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will and perfect will of God. So the first is the condition in which you should be. You should be holy. That's the condition. But the catalyst that will make it work is the renewing of your mind. If your mind is not renewed, you will just be holy. There will be no um, productivity until your mind is renewed by the word. That is when things now begin to happen. In the name of Jesus, I believe we have been blessed by his word. Shall we rise up and pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the great turnaround you have planned for us. We thank you for your blessings that are ever sure. We thank you for your faithfulness that are renewed every morning. Lord, we come to you as we are. And we have expectations for the year 2020. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for all that you will do. We say, Lord, as we have read in your word, how you dealt wonderfully with the children of Israel. 
that you do even greater things for us in the name of Jesus. We pray that a wind will go from you and bring our provisions in Jesus' name. We pray that a wind will go from you and bring our provisions in the name of Jesus. A wind will go from you and bring our helpers of destiny in the name of Jesus. Wherever they may be, Lord, a wind, let a wind go from you, O God, and bring our helpers of destiny in the name of Jesus. That your people be blessed in the name of Jesus. That it be said that no man has helped them but you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That we will boldly say that the Lord is our helper and we will not fear what man can do to us. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I will give a better clap offering to Jesus.